Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith in Business. For those of you who are, are with us here, we appreciate you tuning in live. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We're here every single Wednesday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in the Standard Glass Studios. This show is rebroadcast on Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM, every Sunday from 12 to 2. Uh, Matt Ham here. This is Kevin Adams, and uh, we're the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization right here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And if you're a regular viewer, you know that we have we've added some beauty to the to the scene today. We are joined by uh, the lovely and wonderful Anna Norris. Anna, hi everyone. <laughs> so glad to have you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you jumping in. No, this is great. I really appreciate the invitation. Yeah, it's it's fun because we just get to just expand our horizons and hear about people who are doing awesome stuff in this city and around. So um, for, for our viewers, I want to let you know that part of the heart of our organization is to highlight people that are living out this thing we call a U-print. This is their God-given design. This is their heavenly value, their purpose. This is how we talk about it. So Kevin, we're always looking kind of to and fro for folks who are really living this out, right? The unsung heroes. We want to give them a voice at whatever corner we're in, and say, "Come on in, and let's, uh, you know, let's help not only uh, you, Anna, but those that God's intending to bless through you. Let's 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 reach out to them." So that's a big part of what we do: try to get behind people's dreams and help remove obstacles. So, but in business, where yeah. do you spend all your time? Right. Outside of your family and sleeping. I mean, it's in the seven, the six days between Sundays. Right. So big deal. Faith and, in business. You know, it's fantastic. And Anna, we, we originally got connected through my <clears throat> wife, Liz. Y'all were in a, a women's group together. And I was personally just inspired um, by your story of kind of being in an environment for however many years and then having this audacious, courageous faith to step into what God was calling you to do. Yeah. Um, I just applaud you for that. But I want our viewers to, to hear a little bit Great. about the backstory there. So feel free sure. to share. Well, yeah, my the last company I was with, um, Bill Clark Holmes, was just an amazing family group that I had that took care of me for most of my adult life, honestly. Mm-hmm. So 15 years almost at that company and um, taught me everything I know about business. Um, and came a point when I just realized not that there was anything wrong, but that there was something different. Um, and so for me to, to, to start thinking about what is it that God has for my life, um, it just seemed to be something different. I couldn't put my finger on it mm. for a long time. I had a lot of thoughts running around in my head, like most people do. Um, and it took, uh, you know, months of prayer and thought and um, discussions with my friends and godly women in my Bible study and um, learning what that looked like in my life. Um, so, you know, after so many years of working for a home builder, um, I had the blessing of being able to learn everything about the industry. They trusted me on so many different levels as we grew in time. And, um, you know, looking back on it, I don't know how many people can say they love everything about their job. I loved everything I did, no matter what it was that was thrown at me. Um, And all those opportunities got me to where I was able to do something like this on my own. Um, so I'm very, very thankful for that, but I just knew it was time to, to move into something a little bit different where I could impact our community, um, purposefully, 
mm. for a specific purpose as opposed to for a paycheck was how I started feeling. Mm. Um, that wasn't the vision of the company, but I started feeling like that was my role and my purpose there. I was going to work every day to provide for my family, which is a great thing, um, but it wasn't everything and it wasn't the best thing. Mm. So, Well, where did you, when did you begin to feel that kind of, we were talking on the first hour about these windows of opportunity, mm-hmm. whether it's pain or hunger or a burning desire. Yeah. This is the opportunity that God presents us with to step in fully. Right. Um, what did that look like for you and, and specifically in your walk of faith? Like how did that have implications on where you were? I don't think I realized that there was a potential for something different for me until I started getting involved in my small group and my Bible study. Um, I was a believer for you know most of my adult life again, and um, I was attending church every Sunday and taking my kids to church, and I did my quiet time. And um, my walk with the Lord was good, um, but it wasn't until I found a community of people to come around me to encourage me, um, and I purposely had not wanted that. That sounds crazy, but I was the go to church and sit in the back row every Sunday because I was so tired. Um, I didn't want to talk to people. It was a one hour a week. I had a break and I wanted to be fed, but I wasn't doing anything to give back. Um, and it was that small group really coming around me to show me that there was more to my life and that I did have a purpose, um, or, or start thinking about that fact. I think, um, that there was something a little bit different. And, and if I was exhausting myself, every day to the point of having nothing left to offer, Mm. that that was a problem. So it really was a point of exhaustion in my life, of working so hard, working my fingers to the bone every day, um, staying up all night working. You know, and I think God calls us to work hard at what he tells us to do, but there was a point where it was just, it was exhausting, not energizing. Mm. Um, And so I realized, you know, if, if I'm walking past people that need me every day, if someone comes into my office and I'm frustrated because they're interrupting me, as opposed to taking the interruption as a chance to connect with another person. Um, that was really what was convicting for me, was realizing that um, even though I thought I was working hard for other people, I was really being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, I was being very selfish in the fact that I had nothing left to offer friends, um, my children at the end of the day, um, and just people, opportunities, interruptions. Every time somebody spoke to me, it was an interruption, and I was irritated. So I realized there's something has to change. And that's when I started thinking about what that looked like. Um, I didn't know what needed to change. Hmm. Um, and I tried to get a hold of it, and I couldn't because I was trying to do it on my own. I was trying to figure out, like, readjust my schedule, balance my life, balance my schedule, balance my mom life and my work life and my friend life. And you can't balance it when it's too much. Hmm. Um, and I can't balance it when it's, I'm not the one in control. So I feel like God pushed me a little bit over the edge um, physically. I got to a point um, about this time last year where I was in so much pain physically that it was hard to get out of bed. I was just exhausted. I remember laying in bed one night just crying because it was hurting so bad and I couldn't sleep. And I think it was really just my body just telling me that it was time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. And I had a pivotal moment. I was like, God, help me. And I'm like, oh, no, God, thank you. So my perspective shifted, and I realized at that moment that it was God getting my attention. Mm. He said, you're trying to do this on your own. Let me take control. It's almost like he was patting me on the back saying, you've done a good job like you do with your children. (laughs) You've done a pretty good job, but now see what's going to happen when I take control. Yeah. And that really, it was, it was strange, but it was that one night that I remember so clearly of God saying, it's time. 
Mm. It's time to let go and let me take this. Mm. And that's when I really started my journey. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to, there's so much in that. uh, And it's funny, it relates perfectly back to our first segment. (laughs) Dead Uh, on. That's good because I didn't listen. (laughs) Dead on. Yeah. Well, it's just proof that, uh, that, you know, he's, he's doing this and, uh, and our job is to yield and follow. We got to be Mary, not Martha. And you just made that jump and, but you got to that place where you were worn out. So one of the really important things going on here is you let go of your own will, which Mm -hmm. is how, 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 Mm -hmm. but you didn't let go of the desires of your heart. Right. And that's what Jesus, one of the great things he showed us I came not to do my own will, but the will of my father. He laid it down in the garden. Again, his own will, but not the desires of his heart. That Those are the seeds and the markers of what he has for you. Right. And, and the key, what I heard you saying, is I loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what was so hard to give up because I did love it, and I knew it's what yeah. I was supposed to be doing. And so the thought of leaving, I, I was afraid at times. And one reason it took me so long to make the jump was because I was afraid at times that I was doing it because I was giving up. I didn't want to give up and just because yeah. it was hard because I'm, I'm a pusher. You know, I love to do that. That's so you, you, amen. Yeah. And, and, and I just, I just wanted to draw this point for the audience and showing that you, you didn't let go of the thing mm-hmm. that he put in you. Right. That's exciting. You're working from hunger now. Uh, but it's, it's how, how, how that we struggle with. And that's what wears us out. So that's a great example of that. I just wanted to highlight that yeah. before we moved on. Yeah, yeah. and we've got. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a second, and, and kind of in my my picture of summation of this is it's that thing of um, when you when you truly know what the desire is, but you let go of like Kevin said how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a guy just the other day. He was like, "Man, I just I want to do worship music and I want to write music, and I just don't know how." And I said, "Good, <laughs> let go right. of the how." That's right. You'll you, take credit if yeah. you know the how. Right. You're asking Instead the wrong question. It it's why. And and that's the beautiful thing is so many people out there are kind of living in these jobs yeah. and they know that thing. They know the why. They know the thing that burns inside them. They struggle with the how. They get hung up on the how. Mm-hmm. So they just stay in the hamster wheel. Right. It takes so, pain. Yeah. Yep. Usually to get there. It to does. jump out. So so Absolutely. Anna, we're gonna come back after after a short break and we'll kind of jump into how you began to to navigate that step and, and what that looks like for those out there who are hunger hungry and eager to do the same thing. Uh, you're listening to Wake Up Our Faith in business. We'll be back for more right after this. Hey, this is Matt Ham, one of the co-founders of Uprint, and I wanted to let you know about the Portable Faith Community. Wake Up My Faith is a content-rich, portable community that helps you effectively live out your faith on a daily basis. By removing the common obstacles of too little time and missed opportunity, The Uprint team now makes it incredibly simple to wake up your faith each day in a high-quality way. We offer three membership options to help you get plugged in right where you are, as well as high-quality courses and one-to-one mentoring. Go to wakeupmyfaith.com to learn more. That's www.wakeupmyfaith.com. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith in Business. My name is Matt Ham. This is Kevin Adams, and we're coming to you every single week uh, with tangible ideas of how to navigate your life between Sundays. We spend the majority of our times 
at work and in our businesses, but how do we live out our faith there? We begin to talk about that, give you some uh, practical ways and some ideas on, on how to live out that expression. And we, we love inspiring stories of, of people that are doing that. We have one in studio with us today and Anna Norris. Uh, Anna is uh, the founder of Isabella Grace Refined Homes. We're going to talk about that here in this next segment. But I want to thank one of our corporate partners uh, for making this show possible, and that is Chris Riley and the team at Fountain Financial Services. They have been giving clients and families a better life for more than 20 years, and they are in the business of keeping promises. If you have any financial needs, do give Chris and his team at Fountain Financial a call. That's 910-256-8882. So Anna, in the the first segment today, uh, we we dove into a little bit of your backstory, kind of how you felt the stirring in your spirit. But there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of hesitation, there's a lot of angst, and then you reach this moment of impasse where you said something's got to change, yes. right? And it's this yes. laying down of all things common sense and stepping yes, in, it is. <laughs> and stepping into the beauty of that which is That's our right. good Lord and, yep. and His provision. Yep. So tell everybody about how that began to uh, take shape in your heart and then how it manifested itself in the physical realm and it became something in reality well with uh with isabella grace the the name came about much later than the initial stirring in the vision um for years i've been um i've been very touched and and stirred to when i drive down the street i can drive anywhere around town downtown up the street towards my house anytime i see an older rundown home all I can see is what I think the home should be, like what it should look like. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to get my hands on these homes so badly and um, not to fix them up and sell them, not to flip, not to not any of that that's so popular now, but to fix it up for the person living there. Yeah. Um, I know um, how important it is to have a space to feel comfortable or um, just that you can, like a retreat that you can go to. And a lot of people don't have, that. And, um, so it was something that really just, it, it was a burden for me. I was trying to get my hands on these houses, but I couldn't figure out how to, like, how do I do that and survive? (laughs) I can't fix up homes for people and pay the bills and take care of my children. How do I do that? And, um, I thought this for months and months and months. And, um, at one point, one of my good friends actually mentioned to me a one for one concept. Well, what if every time you build a home? What if every time you fix up a home, what if you renovate a home, you take that profit and use that to help someone else who needs help with their home? And I was like, no, because then I have to start a business, (laughs) 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 which I didn't want to do. This was something I wanted to do just, you know, out of um, desire. It wasn't something I wanted to make money off of, but, you know, and then I started um, realizing that maybe this is a really good idea. Initially, I just, you know, shoot it away and thought, you know, no, there's no way. But the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. I could still do what I loved, do what I knew how to do, um, and still achieve my vision. And so what we're doing with Isabella Grace is we're taking a large percent of the profit on every home that we do, that we renovate for someone, um, or that we sell and turn around and use it to find some person in town that needs help with their home. Um, my passion is specifically, um, you know, Bible calls to help the widows and the orphans. So for me, it's foster families, single moms, um, single parents are, are really my target. Um, not that we're not open to other things, but that is my target. So for every home that we, 
a fix for some money, we take that money and, and use it to help someone else in their home. So I get to do what my initial intention was, but I had to start a business to do it. So this <laughs> right. is kind of backwards, you know, from a lot of people who start a business and decide on the charity that they want to donate to, for example. I want to make sure that this is a pivotal part of my company. It's not something that we, you know, write a check at the end of the year for every home. We have a home and the people know each other mm. and the superintendent works on both homes, you know, simultaneously. Yeah. So we actually become involved in the people's lives. Um, and, you know, on one hand, I want to provide for people physically, their physical needs with their home, but the purpose being um, providing for them spiritually, like getting involved in their life. It's not about just fixing the house. It's about helping them with their life and understanding what needs that they have. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's exactly what God's doing. Right. And you're a living example of that, and we want to get behind that in any way we can. Mm-hmm. Real quick, like uh, what I hear you saying uh, in your own example is the heart moves the hands. Right. It's not the other way around. That's what wears people out. Right. And uh, so <clears throat> real quick, like uh, not you don't have to answer quick. I'm just trying to get it in. <laughs> uh, and, and she can hang around. If Maybe if you can hang around a little bit longer. Uh, but a couple of things. You, you've got a big vision. Uh, and and then a, and a way to live that out in the moment, mm-hmm. and so in connecting that, one of the questions we ask in our in our whole discipleship processes, and we teach people to walk in this. You're already doing it, but I wanted to ask you this question: uh, What will have mattered about your life mm-hmm. in a thousand years, and how are you living that out one thousand seconds at a time? Right, you're doing it, and mm-hmm. you got it. But talk about that a little. Well, bit. Well, I, I feel like I'm doing it sometimes and not other times. It's really, really hard to not get Fair stuck enough. in the minutia sure. of a business and forget about the big picture. And that's something I have to check myself on constantly. Um, some days you feel like, what am I doing? I'm getting <laughs> stuck here. Um, but you have to do that sometimes to start a business. And so it's all about the seasons of life and the time, you know, the thousand seconds at a time. Yeah. So um, the goal right now for me is to get the business to a point where we are able to have the resources to be able to to get in there and you know meet with these people, fix up their homes, and get to know them, um, but I can't get there until I get the business moving. And so right now I'm in that startup phase of getting everything moving correctly. I just cannot, and I think about this every morning. I can't forget the purpose and the vision. Yeah. Um, but I do know that there's time that has to be put in, and effort that has to be put in to be able to get there. Yeah. So and and I think that comes with being around people that hold you accountable. I think people can easily get off track without that. Yeah. Well, you know, again, the energy and Mm -hmm. the excitement to do the work of God Mm -hmm. can never replace him. Right. And the tension is, is Kevin knows this all too well about this guy over here, is, you know, just like, let's go, man, let's go, let's go, you know? And he's like, whoa, slow down, you know? Let him lead this because Mm -hmm. God would never give you something that he doesn't have any intention of providing for. That's right. Right. Yep. And so we, we stand on the grounds that he's that good. Mm-hmm. And that's what we step into in faith to find that out. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of the world has that desire in their heart, but they're not willing to step in because of fear, hesitation, all these right. kinds of things. So we have to go first. And that's what inspires people right. to come alongside because they see excellence. They see genius. They see the character of God in it. Mm-hmm. And that's magnetic. That's right. And that's magnetic. And so having the courage to kind of step that out, uh, what did that look like for you? So when you began to go, okay, 
here we go. I'm, I'm just curious as yeah. to wrestling through what that was like. Well, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how I was going to make it work. It's trying to finagle things. How am I going to get this moving and still be able to pay the mortgage? I mean, you, you have these thoughts about life. Like mm-hmm. you said, people think I'm crazy. But I had you know a point where I literally was like, if I lose everything, is this still what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, am I still willing to do what God's telling me to do, even if I lose everything? On one hand, I think... I know God's going to provide for me. He has always provided for me. Since I was a young child, there's no question that he's taking care of me. Mm-hmm. And I had to remind myself of that. What's the difference in this step and every other step he's taking care of? It seems bigger in my mind because I have more to lose, but do I really? Because he's there underneath me and he's providing for me. So I had a point where I really, you know, was if I do lose everything, if I lose my house, if I lose my car, if I if I go backwards, I'm actually okay with that if I know that it's moving me forward in God's calling for my life. Um, did I think that was going to happen? Not necessarily, but I was willing to do that. And I think you have to get to that point because otherwise fear takes over. Mm. I knew for sure that he was going to have me regardless. Um, and so I jumped. <laughs> so, Well, that's, that's, that's the point, isn't it? Uh, putting God first, what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. uh, which you didn't hear. So it's so cool that you're, you're just giving us great examples, but but that's it, you know. It's not. It's not. God isn't into having us lose everything. That's mm-hmm. not what the rich young ruler is all about. Right. It's about letting go and being willing to let go of it all, mm-hmm. and and allow Him to work with it, through mm-hmm. it, and through you right. with that. Yeah. And then that's where power and blessing come on top of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. I don't know how much time we got. In, uh, this segment we got. Uh, yeah, we're wrapping up this segment now. So hold on to that thought. Yeah, because yeah, we'll come back. Are you good? To, you good to hang out? Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, because this this always happens, right? When you get around somebody, it's just you, you got to keep going. You got to yeah, keep going. Yeah, well, it's we you need more time. So. Yeah, that's okay. fantastic. Well, guys, we we so appreciate Anna with your your heart and your business, Isabella Grace. And in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about how folks can get connected and learn more. Kevin's got a question for you, um, but but I so appreciate your authenticity and just your willingness to share. And like you said, God's just looking for a willing heart. This is the mm-hmm. the point here, right? And when yeah. he does, boom, he goes in, he fills it, and then everybody just can't keep away from it because it's just it's so attractive to us, you know? Um, guys, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, and Anna Norse will be back for more right after this. At Uprint, we believe that fully developed people are the greatest asset of any organization. If your organization is looking to develop a culture of satisfaction, well-being, and unified purpose among its members, Uprint is the breath of fresh air that will help. Our faith development workshops are geared to help the members of your organization uncover their God-given potential and work within a streamlined corporate vision from a place of individual value. We work with some of the fastest growing, most dynamic organizations in both corporate and faith-based settings. And we offer a wide range of faith-driven, personal development, and cutting-edge business leadership topics. To learn more, schedule a discovery call by going to www.uprint.life. Hello, and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith in Business. This is a new segment of our show where we are all about helping you, our viewers and and listeners, um, our tribe, if you will, these folks that are just hungry 
to begin to bridge the gap between faith and business. This is where we spend our time in business. Um, there is no separation or segregation of our lives. It's all spiritual. It's not like we get to go in between the box. There's not the spiritual box and then the work box. It's all the spiritual box. We learn, have to learn how to bring uh, our faith into that. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, part of that is bringing folks along that uh, have inspiring stories that are living this out in real time as a way to give you hope and encouragement. Uh, but we also like to thank our corporate partners because they come underneath us and help us make this possible. One of those being the Honeycut Group. This is a family-owned insurance brokerage firm right here in Wilmington. More than 10 years of experience in the business. Uh, Chad and his team are all about helping you with your insurance needs, whether it be all Auto, home, business insurance needs, life insurance needs, do give them a call. The Honeycut Group, 910-338-1773. If you're just tuning in, just jumping on, uh, we are live with Anna Norris. Anna is the founder of Isabella Grace Refined Homes. Is that homes with bow ties? The homes that wear bow ties? That's the picture I get. It's like bow tie wear refined. <laughs> refined. I love it. There's a lot of meanings for the word refined in there. I so, bet. Yeah. I bet. I love it. Refined by fire. Kevin, exactly. before we uh, before we broke, you, you had a question. Um, I want to provide the opportunity to bring that back up. Well, there's we, we could probably talk an hour in, or five hours. Uh, uh, you, you're living out uh, what God's saying to you and you stepped into that you're you're walking through this by faith and not by sight that's profound Mm -hmm. people need to hear these examples Mm -hmm. and and see the proof of concept happen so you are that so what i'd like to do is just touch on uh because it's coming from your heart that's where everything you know ultimately what we speak and do what are these these souls, these wonderful human beings, these these children of God, or anybody out there, what do they look like? What are you seeing when you, when you're moved mm-hmm. to say, this is the one, or that's the one, or maybe that's not? Mm-hmm. You know, who who are your, your 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 people that you're helping? Well, it's funny, on, on break, I would have answered that question differently before break, <laughs> but during the break, um, I just mentioned to these guys that my, you know, I pick a word every year um, that I use to focus on for my growth, my spiritual growth throughout the year, and this word, or this year, that word is restore, and um, it's significant for me for a lot of reasons. On the surface, um, what I'm doing now is restoring homes, so we go into homes that have been, you know, dilapidated over time or you know, hurt by the storm or whatever it may be, and we're restoring those homes back to their original um, state. And part of this for me is a restoration of my heart, of my spirit, of my soul. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's kind of it's a simultaneous parallel thing here, the restoration of these homes physically, but the purpose of that is restoring the person, um, not necessarily back to where they were, but to... God's intention for that person. Mm. And through this, for me, I feel like that's where God is taking me this year is restoring me to my rightful place Mm. with him um, and abiding in him and um, to his joy. And that's something I think I forgot was that I was, you know, he wants me to be joyful. Mm. Um, And I had lost that. And that's what I want to take to other people through restoring their home to restore them um, to whatever it is that God has in their life. And, and seeing that through me, I hope, 
um, through the provision that God has always had for me. And, you know, the success of this company already in you know, just these few short months has been astounding. Um, I never could have planned it. Um, it's significantly more. I, what I have right now, as far as um, homes I'm working on, is the number I had my goal at for the year. And I've only been gone a few months. And um, it's an amazing thing, but it just shows me just one more example out of the hundreds I have in my life of God providing and um, leading me and guiding me. And that's what I want people to see through this process. It's not about the home. The home is an avenue to helping the person be restored. It's a connection point for his work through you, mm-hmm. which is wonderful, res- restorative to you, mm-hmm. and then setting them free, mm-hmm. helping them. Uh, and I, I, I'm sure you got a question. I just, no, I'm just over here going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. It's beautiful. It's exactly, we're working from heaven into the earth. We, we're not of the world. We're mm-hmm. of heaven. We're in the world. And that is powerful. Um, but I just I wanted I want to I just want to make sure that we address this. Tell us specifically. Give us an example of what it is you actually do. Like like paint a picture. Mm-hmm. I, I, we kind of get it, but okay. let's let them get it all the way. Well, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of different things to do. It's <laughs> funny when I stepped out to do this, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting ready to be doing. <laughs> I knew the realm that I was working in, but I was kind of waiting to see how God was going to work, and it became very very clear very very quickly. Um, for example, the um, jobs we're working on right now, um, one is a customer who had a, a budget and they ended up purchasing a home for much less. And it's kind of the fixer upper Joanna Gaines thing where you go in, you spend half the money, and then you use whatever's left in your budget to fix up the house to be exactly like mm-hmm. you want it. So we're doing um, a whole home renovation on this one, adding an addition. Um, another one of the homes is actually a home that was damaged significantly during the hurricane. Um, but they are also putting in some of their own money to make an addition to the home um, with a growing family. So they're using this opportunity and making something that was, you know, a horrible situation into something very good, and being a part of that is actually just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few other customers we have like that where we're taking older homes and just, you know, putting in their money and bringing it back to life. So that's the the bulk of our work right now. Yeah. So. You know, I love and I hear and I hear this and, and it's relating spiritually to what we do, what we walk through with, with people is, is that if you want the process of restoration is God's work, mm-hmm. but you have to bring what you have to the table. Right. Right. You've got to bring your resources mm-hmm. and, and let the work be done, you know, and bring yeah. somebody who has an eye for restoration mm-hmm. into the process. And I just I love that because that's such a picture of the process of spiritual restoration right. in our lives. Bring what you have. You know what I mean? It's like you're not going to renovate your house without bringing resources to the mm-hmm. table. You're not going to renovate your house well if you don't bring someone to the table who's excellent. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's your design. That's just a, a really cool analogy that yeah. I've seen kind of pop out here yeah. as we're we're navigating this. So. So Anna, like I said, Kevin said we could talk forever, um, but as we kind of you know uh, wrap up this uh, this segment here and your time with us, go ahead. Say one thing real quick that in Romans it and I mentioned this earlier, uh, but it says that the 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 gifts and the call on our life are irrevocable. Hmm. So when you settle up with that, Mm -hmm. and that's what happens, we go through pain and 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 struggle and weariness until we go okay. (laughs) <laughs> and we start doing it, but we never let go of that wonderful thing underneath. Right. So I just wanted to reiterate that beautiful example of God's seed, it germinates, and then it, it just mm-hmm. blooms. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening with you. 
anyway. So yeah. Uh, no, it's contact a, information. How do people sure. get a hold of you? Yeah, just okay. tell tell people where they can learn more, how okay. they can get connected. Right What's the best way for them to engage with you? The yeah. easiest and best way, because I'm always on the run, is just my cell phone. Okay. <laughs> always available there. Um, my number is 910-660-9433. Um, my email address um, is a little bit harder, but I'll just throw it out there really quick. It's Anna. My name is actually spelled A N N A. H. Most people miss that one. Um, at IsabellaGraceHolmes.com. If my H was silent, my name would be Am. <laughs> Your H is silent, so and it's like Anna. Hannah with the first <laughs> Hannah without the first H. No palindrome. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So 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 nine one zero six six zero nine four three three is your right. phone. Yes. And the email address again is Anna mm-hmm. with an H mm-hmm. at Isabella Grace Holmes.com. And is Isabella Grace Holmes.com operational your site up It in, is almost. Almost there. Yes. Okay. Cool. And it's so cool just to see you early in this thing, but just having so much going on yeah. and, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, ha- I had it ready to go, um, but it's been so busy that I can't get it edited and get it back up. So the good, Don't you love it. <laughs> I have too much work to work on my website. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, if, and if you didn't get all that, just reach out to us. Sure. And we'll, Absolutely. We'll point you right to, uh, Anna with an H on the end. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. And, and, and we'll put it, uh, I'll put it down in the bottom of the comments on, uh, on our live stream here. But Anna, just, it's so encouraging. It's so inspiring just to see God move in his people. More than that, though, of what he's doing in the city, y'all. Like, this is Wilmington and this is what he's doing. He's restoring mm-hmm. people. He's restoring homes. Mm-hmm. He's letting people birth out their desires. We all get to be a part of it. He's eradicating spiritual poverty and uh, he's going to do it through people who are not rock stars, but people who are all in yeah. and, and know who they are in him, like Anna. So, yeah, it's awesome. Well, your, your life just speaks of that Thank testimony. Uh, so just thrilled for you. We're, we're champions for everything that you're doing and for the work that you're doing in this community. So thank you so thank much. You, thank you, Kevin. Uh, you guys, uh, check out Anna Norris, Isabella Grace, Refined Homes. You got our contact info there. Uh, we've got one more segment here on the show. We're going to wrap up with some, some questions, some tangible takeaways from Kevin and I. Anna, genuinely thank you. Thank you, uh, you have a fantastic rest of your day, guys. We'll be back right after this. Uprint was built around the idea that everyone matters, and that's why everyone needs to uncover their God-given Uprint. Think of it this way. God wants to leave his fingerprints on the world through yours. We combine the very best personal mentoring with incredible high-quality faith development courses that bridges the gap between traditional personal development and sound biblical teaching. If you're ready to uncover your why, thrive in your gifts, and live the life of impact you were created for, Uprint is for you. Go to www.uprint.life to schedule a free discovery call. That's www.youprint.life. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith in 
business. This is the second hour of our show, Wake Up Our Faith, dedicated to helping you thrive in your work and in your faith. They do not have to be segregated. They are supposed to be lived out together, and that's what we talk about. And uh, appreciate you guys jumping on. Uh, Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, the co-founders of Uprint, and uh, this show is made possible by our corporate partners, one of those being Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington. They can be found on the web, ptservicesofwilmington.com. They've been serving southeastern North Carolina since 1983, family-owned and operated with more than 100 years of experience. They have offices on 17th Street near the hospital and at Porter's Neck. For any physical therapy needs, give them a call, 910-763-8286. Kev, we had a uh, phenomenal guest today in Anna Norris. Uh, It's just so cool how that tied into what God had already put on our hearts to talk about, which is about putting him first. Mm-hmm. That's not just about on Sundays or the little piece of the pie, as we said. Right. It's the whole pie. Seeing somebody who's been brave enough and courageous enough to live that out, step into it, is just yeah. awesome. Right on. Yeah, it's a good good uh, example. And uh, we <clears throat> they're out there um, because God's doing it. Uh, but I think a lot of times people don't see it. We do see a trend in the world of uh, businesses becoming more philanthropic, more uh, beneficial. Uh, It's less about profit. It's more about uh, influence uh, for the good. So we see in that going on in the world, um, and and I believe that that's completely from God's hand, But because ultimately, whether they believe or not, it's pointing back to something that people can't run away from, and that is we've got to... uh, really start doing things for a different motive, and that's people. Um, and ultimately, God created people, so they're his, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, long long story, but but Anna is a good example, and uh, there's, there's, there's more of them out there, and God's really working through that because they're crediting him. So uh, people like that are taking over, and mm-hmm. uh, more power to them. No, it's great. And we want to encourage our listeners, if, if you know of someone— that it's doing this thing, that's living this you print out, if mm-hmm. they're pressing in, you know, we want to, we want to engage with those folks. I mean, now yeah. we, our, our heart is to be a champion and an advocate right. for people that are living this out. Um, this is really about being in the stands and cheering these people on mm-hmm. because God gets the, the credit and he gets the glory and, mm-hmm. and everybody, we get the victory in the process. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful thing. So do, do feel free to Share with us, connect with us, let us know if there's somebody that you wanted to nominate or somebody that you'd like to hear from on the show, whatever. We'll reach out to them and kind of see if it fits. Mm -hmm. Um, You can email us, info at uprint.life. That's info at Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. So, so Kev, this concept of putting God first Mm -hmm. is is really kind of the the theme of today's show. Um, And Anna was the the testimony of of what that looks like in, in the workplace um, and in her desires and her job, but for for the person that's that's sitting out there watching and they're wanting to kind of say, okay, well, what is uh, what's next for me? You know, what do I do with this kind of thing? Like if they're, you see, the window opens, the opportunities here. What happens in that process? What would you encourage someone who's sitting on the sidelines to say, hey, man, here or lady, here, here's where you you can come on in. Yeah, well, <clears throat> you have to learn how to listen. Um, and really, uh, if you can learn how to listen to God, um, you know, you got to get past all this stuff where God doesn't speak or, 
I don't trust people who say that. You got to get past all that. You know, his sheep know his voice. You got to step into that. So this is a real low level place. But once you, so this is not about improving your intelligence. Uh, it's about uh, improving your listening skills. That's putting God first. You're doing the thing that's not logical, still listening to people. So you're standing on the word. You're digging into the word with hunger, quality over quantity. You're jumping in because you want to know more about your father. You want to know more about his personality. And it's just a different place than, I, yeah, I did my Devo and I took a shower and forgot all about it and went to work. Uh, you know, I'm cynical about it, but spend time, real time with God. Put him first because he is first. And then uh, learn how to listen and he'll start to tell you what to do, where to go, what your life's all about. But he'll only tell you in ways that uh, impassion your heart. And and he starts to flip everything around. So anyway, that said, <clears throat> work on that, listening from the Spirit. Yeah, We can talk about that, but that's that's the starting place sure. that I would teach and do teach people. Yeah, there's a – I was reading in, in Luke 8 today, <clears throat> and there was a powerful – like sentence, you know, it was the opening of, I think it was like Luke eight forty, mm-hmm. And it says, and Jesus came into the city and the people welcomed him because they were waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And I just read that. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh man, mm-hmm. you're going to naturally welcome things that you're waiting for. Yeah, You're going to naturally go, oh, if I'm anticipating a package, when a package shows up at my door, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's the UPS man, right? <laughs> when the, when right. we're expectant, of Jesus, mm-hmm. when we're anticipating him to come, we recognize him and we welcome him because we go, that's Jesus. That's right. If we don't have that anticipatory heart, mm-hmm. if we're not waiting on him, mm-hmm. he walks by, you don't yeah. even see him. Yeah. That's right. And so that ties into me of, of this whole thing is this create this expectant heart, this mm-hmm. spiritual ears. Um, you know, I, I love the prayer. God, give me ears to hear what you're saying. That's right. Demand it of Him. Yeah. Well, and remember, walking by faith is is it's the only way. The other way doesn't work. It works temporarily, and it and it wears you out, and it wastes your life. Uh, in God's economy, uh, so when you think about faith as a trajectory or parabolic, Jesus spoke in parables. I don't want to get too deep, but it's circular. Um, the first shall be last. You've got to start thinking this way. This is another layer on what we just talked about, you know, to anticipate, to understand how to even notice what God's doing and see it because he's in everything working all the time. He's speaking to us and we're not listening. So remember that faith is like, picture it like a circle with two dots on when you're, you're on one side and what God's doing for you and through you and, uh, you know, for those who you're meant to bless. He's on the other side. So if you're at nine and he's at three on this clock idea, this circle, um, you have to learn to trust that that's on the way and that you're moving toward it. And But you can't see it mm-hmm. because it's just on the other side. It's like the curvature of the earth. So <clears throat> that's a big old thing. And we could just say, hey, get in your Bible and listen to Jesus. And, and you already know that. <laughs> this helps you take it in in a deeper place and feel it. So learning to walk by faith is uh, simple, not easy because of the outside influences. So the first thing is to begin to really, really 
uh, step into this hunger, do you want your life to be lived out in a, and just leave nothing on the table? That's amazing, you know, to, yeah. to get a hold of that, get hungry about it, affectionate for him. You know, the, the question to me is, is in the context of faith <clears throat> in business, is it, are you genuinely welcoming the power of God into your business? Yeah. Do you, do you want... Right. Do you want to do this on your own strength, or do you want God's strength to complete it? And that's right. the that's the common question: is like, are you trying to build your business? Are you trying to navigate your work week without the power of yeah. God, as right. if somehow that's a better option? Right. Well, you know, one of the things Anna said uh, was, uh, you know, she didn't want to start a business. And uh, how many times have you heard me say that after years of being in it and not wanting to ever be in it again? Because it's it's just it can be nutty. But anyway, you know, we get spiritual, but we've got to learn how to connect these two things and, and carry it into it. It's just like a God's hand in a, in a surgical glove, our business and us. That's the glove. God is the hand. So she didn't want to, but she knew that that was the format. Why? Because that's it taps right into our gifts, and uh, it's where we spend most of our time during the week. It makes sense. It also funds the kingdom. So God's into commerce and business, Mm -hmm. and we can't separate those two. Uh, They're just not separable. God created all of it. So good example. But, yeah, once you start digging into him, he'll show you how to carry that out in the seven-day week, you know, fully in a big way through your own vocation, business, uh, any of that. Yeah. Where we spend our time. Yeah, and it's just it's an encouragement for us to just really get honest and serious about inviting him, mm-hmm. putting him first, meaning to let him kind of be the board of directors. You yeah. know, it's him. Right. And he's going to he's going to drive that thing. And it, and it might not make common sense to you, but it's mm-hmm. always better than you could have imagined Yo, if yeah. you're willing to yield to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like uh it's like I see this this picture of like this little kid building a sandcastle and God's got this giant like thing of pyramids you know what i mean yeah well it, it it looks so different but god lets you be who you are you don't have to preach from your desk it your preaching is blessing others through who you are yeah it's, it's just amazing it's a beautiful picture guys matt ham kevin adams wake up our faith in business get plugged in with us at youprint.life y-o-u-p-r-i-n-t dot l-i-f-e